And it is the Kerrvel Small Business Network Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. Mike Taylor here along with... John Barrera. And, you know, I had never really heard of this company before today, and I'm glad that I have. Uh, the name of this company is called Midnight Diesel, and we have two small business owners in the studio with us for Season 8 of the Kerrvel Small Business Network Podcast, which you can find at KerrSBN.com. That is KerrSBN.com. I almost bought Kerrville Network. What do you think, John? Do you like Kerrville Network better or Kerr SBN? Kerr SBN. You like Kerr SBN? Yeah, because you yeah. got the small business network. It keeps people wondering, what's ESPN for? You know? Yeah, it's not ESPN. It's it's uh, Kerr. It's kind of similar to ESPN, isn't it? Yeah, if we get sued, it's about okay. It. Maybe we should change. I don't want to be associated with ESPN. I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe maybe we should. publicity. True. They might like to. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, this is a, an exciting day. John, you've been friends with these guys, Chris Hall and Robbie Neverett, for many years, right? Yeah, me and Chris go way back, 20 years. And, uh, Too long. Too I met long. Robbie. Any friend of Chris is a friend of mine. And this podcast is, is uh, really special to me because, uh, you know, I, I've known Chris forever, um, top two best friends of mine, and uh he, he's been through a lot, and, and Robbie went through a lot with him. And uh, this Midnight Diesel is, is, a, is a company that, you know, th- that I stand behind and I'm very passionate about, too. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, Midnight Diesel started two or three years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago, okay. And how did it start? Well, Robbie had his own business before. Uh, he was running out of San Antonio. Um, I was working for another local shop here in Kerrville, had to go other ways um started going out on my own uh met robbie through that and we just kind of joined together we've both realized that we had mutual customers and we could do great things together and it just took off from there so you guys decided to start uh midnight diesel where'd the name midnight come from midnight diesel is my company name because the guy used to work in late hours on the side of the road that's how that okay. happened doing <laughs> makes sense side. yeah yeah robbie had his company in santone our first response so we just joined them together because robbie was also doing the same thing a lot of oil field work on the side of the road a lot of road calls yeah so that's where we started we got used to working on the side of the road and then we just went from there got a big shop right off of 16 here in kerrville and been awesome. blowing and going since awesome now robbie uh how, how did you get into the diesel mechanic business well i've kind of grown up in the industry my father had shops when i was growing up most kids went to uh daycare or something like that i got dropped off at after school pretty much at the shop started doing <laughs> little things here and there and it's been in my blood ever since that's nice. awesome yeah yeah so and then how about you same thing same thing father was a mechanic he works for us now and it's just been a family thing everything i've never known has been around him and his fans all been mechanicing so you guys, that you guys, did you guys know you were going to be diesel mechanics as you were growing up? Did you like know that was your your purpose? No, sir. I didn't ever want to be a mechanic, to tell you the truth. But it was all okay. I ever knew growing up. And right out of high school, I got in a little bit of trouble and decided that Kerrville, I needed to part ways from Kerrville for a little bit. And I took off to West Texas Okay. and started turning wrenches in the oil field. There you go. All right. And now you guys are, are now, and you're out of San Antonio, right, Robbie? Yes. I actually live in San Antonio. I commute back and forth every day. Wow. That's awesome. All right. Cool. And so, dedication. Yeah. That is dedication. Very. So you guys started this business, and, and when you guys decided to start the business, how did you start the business? And if I can pitch in here, it was really comical at the start. Um, Chris was working for a small local shop. Um, I was out of San Antonio. I'd get a lot of jobs that were in the Kerrville area. 
um, when Chris went on his own, I'd call him and say, hey, you want to do this? That way I don't have to drive an hour and a half and go yeah. do this call. So started giving him some work there, and then he had some customers in San Antonio. He'd say, hey, I don't want to drive to San Antonio. Would you do this for me? So, so it's kind of reciprocal then, I guess, yeah. That's what it started off as. And then um, Chris got a small shop in Centerpoint, actually, um, and I got really, really busy with some really big jobs I didn't want to pass up. I asked Chris, hey, would you mind if I can – work at your area or rent you a spot or something like that right there and he said hey bring it on in and i guess from that day forward we got slammed at a very very small location and then it's just been non-stop been non-stop since that's been, awesome we count our blessings we got lots of work yeah that's sure. that's amazing um so you guys got started with this business out of center point uh before you moved it over to medina highway yes uh south of kerrville and so Basically, you guys just joined forces and then just went to work, and it's been it's been busy pretty much ever since. Yes, sir. That's and nonstop blessing. That's for sure. That's how important networking is. Yeah, word it of is. mouth. Word yeah. of mouth is everything. Absolutely, in this town. Mm-hmm. that is the one thing that we have learned. We were doing advertising, uh, a lot of advertisement, and we decided to stop it just for the simple fact that we got super busy and swamped. But we learned that word of mouth, like this radio ad, everything is small towns. That's all it depends on. You, yeah. you start making people upset, everybody in this town is going to know. Especially with Facebook these days. Oh, yeah. You know, one one bad post on Facebook can ruin a business. It it's crazy. That is one, really can. One bad post, you know, and, and enough people see it. Seriously, with social media, one bad post on pretty much any kind of social media can ruin somebody's life. It can. It, it really can. So we always got to make sure, as small business owners, that we do treat people right and that we do have integrity and that we always do our best yes that is the hardest part that we've also learned um you can can't make everybody happy right you can try your best you can do everything you can to do your part but you won't make everybody happy right and then yeah. you're just gonna have to face that reality but when you do your best at least you can hold your head high that's all that matters at yeah, least you can say that i did my best i did everything i could possibly do and i'm sorry if you're happy or not you know, it is yeah. what it is at that point. So you guys got this started and then you guys got just nonstop work, which is awesome. Um, then there was a, there was an accident, right? Yes. Sir. That happened. What happened with the accident? I, uh, working too much, you know, you're not paying attention. Safety is everything. Um, yeah. we were super busy. I was working on a 18 wheeler and it got locked into gear and drove into me, uh, crushed my pelvis. I was lucky to have Kerrville stand behind me. I had a lot of people come together and, you know, keep me afloat personally. And Robbie keeping the company afloat at the same time. Um, things happen. That's all I can say. I don't, I don't know really how to talk about the accident that well because it's still such a. I like to move forward. Yeah, it, yeah. It just holds me back. But you overcame it, right? Yes, sir. You can overcome anything if you got the right people behind you and the right yeah. mindset. Yeah, I go, I go to work every single day now. I was in a wheelchair for a while. Didn't think I'd be out of that wheelchair and count your blessings. Man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, be thankful for what you got in front of you, that's for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. when I met Robbie really was in the hospital, and that's when we first talked and sat down. And, and he's being extremely humble about the whole thing. But, you know, Chris was, Chris was, you know, he could have died right there. It, it was man in the hospital. We're like, well, will he walk again? Will he even walk? Will he make it through? You know, his insides were crushed. It was one of those moments to where everything was kind of iffy. Yes, sir. And probably for you too, right? Oh yeah. My yeah. family, everybody worried, but it's just, 
It's one of those things, though, mindset. When you have the fight, it's, it, it's yeah. When you have the will and the fight to go on, it, you're right. It is everything. You know, you got to have that fight no matter what it is. You got to have passion for something. So, Robbie, this happened. And when this happened, what was it like for you with the business? Oh, man, that day, it was um, very, very. And, probably, and with your friend also. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, with your friend, too. Yeah, I mean, we're um, we're a small business. I mean, we're all family. I mean, literally, my wife um, runs the office and everything. Um, Chris and I are mechanics. Uh, his father is another mechanic as well. Um, so when this happened, it was a huge event. Uh, Chris's uncle works for us as well. Um, and when that happened, I didn't really know what was going on or what was going to happen. Um, of course, EMS, everybody came. We had to take care of all that. We shut down for a couple of days and kind of had to get my head straight because I know Chris is in the hospital. At the time, his uh, girlfriend was pregnant. They're getting ready to have a baby. Um, all these other things are just kind of running through my mind. All these people are depending on us. Um, so we kind of had to go through a couple of little hoops and loops and jump around and do a couple different things. We um, have some awesome um, helpers and family, and everybody kind of came together for this uh, big event. It's uh, pretty hard to talk about now, but business-wise, is we just kept rolling with it. During Chris's accident, we are uh, in our prime. I mean, we were doing great business-wise. Uh, we had plenty of service calls. We were doing very well for the short amount of time that we had. And then you guys put the pieces back together and kept going. That's all you can do. Just figure out what works and what's going to make you move forward. That's all you can do, you know. How many employees did you have at that point? I want to say we have, what, seven employees? We've had the same crew pretty much just about since day one. We've just added one or two people for other little things here and there, but we're all small business. Did everybody have to, sorry. No, no, go ahead. um, Hours, how did that, was everybody trying to pick up the pieces? Uh, I know Bill was working extra. I I know you were working extra. Oh, yeah, being a small business owner, um, Chris and I, we'd usually get there at the shop before the sun would even rise. Um, and just get the day rolling, get parts coming, get vehicles looked at. Um, and then, of course, his father started pitching in. Everybody really came together. There wasn't really a concern about hours or customers' vehicles, a shortage or anything like that. We just kind of powered through through everything. Amen. That's amazing, especially during a hardship like that. I mean, you talk about extreme adversity and overcoming extreme adversity there. I mean, that's that's huge. It is. And... You know, something beautiful came out of it. Faley. Oh, yeah. His daughter, both of his daughters, you know, the whole family came together and, and uh, it really, you know, now I bet you have a different outlook on everything. I have an different outlook on a lot of things in life, you know, work related, accident related. It opens your eyes to everything around you. And it's sad that that's what it took for me to realize things, you know. Of course, you still get worked up over the little things. Or that's human. That's human for you yeah Um, you just gotta really focus on what's important to you if work is what you love doing and that's your career path then you stick with it you power through and figure out what it takes to get you back in that position i mean of course i didn't want to be a mechanic growing up but it's all i know and now i love that trade and every day i look forward to going to work i don't look forward to dealing with the headaches that it comes with being a business owner but yeah eventually you know hard work will pay off and Eventually, I'll be able to take a day off or a week off. But until that time comes, I need to power through. And Robbie and I both need to get our things going. And that's just, as a business owner, 
everybody just needs to know that if you truly believe in what you're doing and love what you're doing, there isn't a problem. There shouldn't be a problem with going to work every day and dealing with things that you have to, because at the end of the day, it's going to provide for your family. That's all that matters. Yeah. Just taking care of your family at the end of the day. That's it. What, um, what advice do y'all have to the, you know, 10 years ago to Robbie, 10 years ago to Chris, if you could talk to you 10 years ago, what would it be and what would you change? <laughs> 10 years ago. Honestly, I've made a lot of decisions. And something my father told me when I was very young is you have to live with all your decisions, whether if they're good or they're bad, you're the one that's going to be making the choice. Honestly, I can look back and I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here at this interview. Same honestly, here, yeah. I've done a, a lot of different things in my life. I went to school in California. I decided to move back to Texas. Maybe I would have stayed in California. Where would I be then? I mean, you can't predict the future. You just have to live with whatever you do. That's great. That's, I agree with him 100% on that. I wouldn't change anything. I hope I can say that it's in 10 years. It's all life lessons. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the the thing about the, the lessons turn into blessings. Yes, sir. Very true. You know, and we have to fail so many times before we succeed. And each lesson can be a little bit of a fail, or maybe not, you know, but it takes the lessons to be able to learn. I'd rather fail. I'd rather fail than yeah. it be handed to me right off the bat. Because then it lets me know that I got to try harder next time. Not everything's easy. Mm -mm. That's one thing we learn in school. Hey, you fail, it's over. You failed this paper. You, I mean, you get that grade, and that's your yeah, grade. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you don't. You don't complete high school. You're going to be a complete loser in life. Exactly. Exactly. You're never going to amount to anything if you don't complete this this grade in high school. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what we were taught growing up. Exactly. But that's not that's not actually the case. Do y'all have your four year degree? And no. anything exactly and look it's at y'all hard work ethic that's it hard work yeah. to get you Amen. anything you want in life you know you can you can go to school and i'm not knocking i'm not knocking going to school and going to college getting your four-year degree because for some people that's great you know for if some that's people for they, you yes. yeah if that's for you and if that's your path and if that's your purpose then then that's great but you know you can go to school for 50 years and get a 50-year education and get out and not be able to do the job because you don't have any experience and until you get the experience, it doesn't matter because we usually learn the most from experience, unless you're going to be like a professor or something, you know, but as far as a normal day-to-day -day type of career or job, it's experience all day. You know, I went to broadcasting school for a year to do a morning show, you know, and I sucked when I got out of broadcasting school. It took 10 years. Of pushing the wrong buttons and yeah, which buttons yeah, to push to make it sound it, better. It, it took a long time. Mics. <laughs> it, exactly. It took a while before I before I honed into my craft, you know. But the passion was there, right. and the experience was there, and the, and there was the education. Just like you guys went to mechanic school to be able to do what you guys do, you know. Uh, education is great, but it's nothing without experience, and that's my point there. Yeah. And, and you guys, you guys definitely have the experience now. And look, you guys have stayed on the same path. You guys have worked it. You didn't change course into it, and you guys kept doing the same thing, and now look at what you guys have now. It's really cool. Absolutely. We're hoping that it gets bigger and bigger. We'll see what we can do in this town. And now you guys are sitting on seven employees, right? Yes, and uh, what are you guys looking to do now? What are, what are your plans for the future? Yeah. Future... Don't really know what that holds yet. I mean, we're a small business. We're all family that pretty much all work together. It's hard to say, honestly. We have um, several service units do mobile stuff. Um, 
about the only thing me personally I like to do is I'd like to move from San Antonio and move to Kerrville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Build a real shop here in town. That would be another one for future. But right now it's day by day to see what's going to happen. You know, we got all the work. We got all the clientele. It's just finding location and making sure that we can keep Kerrville happy in surrounding areas. Real estate back- here is – oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead, man. I'll go for it. No, you were saying about getting a shop here. I was going to say it's same expensive. thing. You know, real estate, land, everything to build. It's just it's hard for a small business. That's where you get stuck paying high rent, and it's just part of it. It is. It is tough out in this area for sure. Oh yeah. Now you guys started out doing uh, heavy, heavy diesel mechanic work at first, and then you guys have kind of expanded into other types of diesel work as well, right? Yes, sir. We did a lot of oil field and a lot of heavy line work. Um, did a lot of agriculture work. But with, since being in town, we've learned that a lot of light duties, people aren't available. There's not enough uh, people in that craft. So we ended up bringing in another mechanic to do, take on the light duty. We got a gentleman that comes from Bandera every day, drives from Bandera to, as a tech. He's our light duty mechanic and medium duty mechanic. Um, you just got to offer more things to your customers. Um, we can't just stay in one industry. That's our biggest thing that we're learning. Um, I personally do not do anything with light duty or medium duty. It's just not my craft. Yeah. Um, that's and there Robbie is a difference out there for people that don't know that. They think, oh, a diesel mechanic can work on every type of diesel, but that, I mean, I'm sure you guys could, but that's, you guys have your, your niches. Yes. Got to yeah. have all your specialty tools. Got to have everything. Every new engine out there calls for new sockets and new specialty tools, you know, constant updating software. I mean, we got thousands and thousands of dollars worth of computer software just for me to pull a code on your vehicle, you know? And that's the cold, hard truth. It takes money to make money. It does. Mm. Yeah. And the diesel equipment, I'm sure, is extremely expensive. Ooh, it's pricey. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping them on the road is everything. So, Robert, you handle more of the light stuff? I do a lot of um, kind of the weird little things we get. We get a lot of medium-duty stuff, uh, fabrication, um, just all types of different stuff. I do a lot of the transmission rebuilding there at our location. I kind of bounce around everywhere. Right there, y'all do transmission rebuilding. Yep. So, tear wow. All the way apart and find out what's broken, put them all back together. So I wouldn't have to go to San Antonio to get my transmission rebuilt. Correct. Nope. Amen. That's amazing. You know, and something I just realized with this, hearing this, is, you know, you might be really good at what you do, you know, and, and, and be able to make a business out of what you do. But if you could find somebody else that can fill in the gaps of what you don't do, you know, the other niche or niche of, of what you don't do, then you can really team up and make something that's really amazing. And that's what kind of what I'm getting from you guys. That's, that's with, kind of what we're hoping Yes, that same. You're picking up the same thing that we're trying to do. We are trying to bring more people together. The the mechanics that are specialized in their in their field. I want them on our crew. At the end of the day, because I can do my heavy line. Robbie's got his specialties, his transmissions, all his heavy line stuff. That's just his niche. And yeah. If everybody comes together and does their part, you can have a successful business. Yeah, you can have and offer everything to your customers. The industries that we serve are the regular automotive, like the Ford, Chevy, Dodge, all the little trucks. We do the medium duties, like the box trucks and the small RVs, the large RVs, off highway equipment, being like agriculture, tractors, um, mining equipment, oil field equipment, and of course the over road trucks and trailers as well. So we've kind of jumped into about five or six industries just at our one location. Man, that's awesome. That is. That's crazy. That 
It's amazing. They they do everything really. And you talk about different niches and uh, a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about adding value and say somebody just works on transmissions and they could add value to Midnight Diesel, which Midnight Diesel becomes stronger and adds value to the community. And, you know, adding value is everything. And then the money comes. Yeah. Yeah. It's about providing a service that they can't, they'd have to go to San Antonio to get, you know, and then they can keep it right here in the Texas Hill Country. Yes. Are you guys not having to send out trucks to other places in order to get certain things done? You guys can handle it all right here. Uh, it's really cool business concept. And uh, you guys are about three years into it now, as we were talking about earlier in this podcast. What if, uh, what would you give to somebody out there? What kind of advice would you give to somebody that wants to be a diesel mechanic? Because I know there are a lot of people out there that do aspire to be diesel mechanics. What kind of advice would you give to somebody, you know, younger that is aspiring to be a diesel mechanic? It's a dying trade. That's for sure. Nobody wants to do it anymore. If you learn or look at it, your techs that are coming out of school are just wanting to do mainly performance. They don't want to do any repairs. They don't know how to diagnose a vehicle. They don't know what's going on with it. They just want to simply throw horsepower at it. And that's what schools are teaching you now. They don't teach you what that sound is, what that, why that oil is burned or anything. The troubleshooting aspect. Yes, troubleshooting of it. Um, Hands-on. I mean, you don't have to go to school to be a mechanic. You just need to know hands-on. And tools aren't cheap. That's the other thing. Constantly updating tools, you know, $100,000 worth of tools just to turn wrenches to make your living every day. It's not hard or it's not easy, you know. Um, it's not an easy career path, but if you stick with it, you actually have a, what, what word am I looking for? Um, a pride, I guess. You have pride in fixing a vehicle, knowing that that engine wasn't running when it came in, and now you got a $100,000 unit up and running. That takes something, you know? It means something. And that's all, at the end of the day, that's all it should matter, is that you're taking pride in what you do. Yeah, and it goes back to loving what you do. Yes. Yeah. And if you do love what you do, you're right. It doesn't matter if, if you do what you do and it's not about the money and you do it because you love it, that's when the money comes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Correct. All right, Robbie, how about you, man? Man, my biggest thing is, um, to the younger generation or the next, uh, batch of technicians that are coming out is they're going to have to be able to be willing to learn. They're not going to know everything straight out of school. I didn't know a whole lot. I went to a two year program in California. Um, I came out, I knew a lot and previously, uh, growing up, I've known a lot also as well, but even to this day, I still learn a lot of different things. Um, the technology is always changing. Heck, I remember when I was about knee higher. So, uh, my father was rebuilding injection pumps right there in the shop, injectors, everything else. We tear them apart, put them all back together. They don't do that anymore. Injection pump goes bad. You just go and buy another one, slap it on. It's, it's really a dying craft. Um, something that we do a lot at our place is, a, a lot of engineering projects. Um, we just had a truck that, um, left yesterday. Matter of fact, we did a whole air ride suspension kit to it. Um, we modified the AC system. So it would blow colder in the cab a lot better than what it was, um, from the factory. And that unit's probably, what do you say that truck is like 20 a 20 years old? Yeah, it's about a 20 year old truck. Um, and we made a system that is better with the current technology that's available today that they didn't have 20 years ago. So I see. Yeah. Biggest thing is to just keep a open mind, keep learning. Um, and the technology, it changes every six months to be honest. So you went to school, you went to your school in California. Yeah. Went to a two year program. Wow. 
what about somebody who who's been you know turning wrenches and they're like man i i want to work for midnight diesel but i i haven't gone to school man it's so funny because um chris and i some sometimes go back and forth over stuff like that at the shop um there's that school book way of doing it and there's a real world solution of how it's supposed to be done <laughs> the intuitive uh, way yes. yeah yeah um I'll ask Chris a question. I'm like, hey, does this make sense to you? I'll just be looking at some raw data. I'm like, this is this is a certain pressure. This is a certain temperature. And this is what the engine did. Chris will say, oh, it is this problem or this problem or this. He, he'll give me like three or four ideas to look at. I'll go and zone in on those three issues. And together, we'll troubleshoot it. We'll find out what it is. And I'll tell you what, it's hard to say this, but every unit that's come into our shop since opening, every one of them has been fixed. We haven't had anything that we've had to really turn down or anything that not have a solution from us man yeah that's awesome to say that that, that is a let me tell you what though that's a lot of heads being against the wall though yeah. and a lot of different heads coming together trying to figure out things because not one person can always diagnose a vehicle it takes different people standing there looking at it you know it may take three or four people to diagnose a vehicle but at the end of the day as long as you're fixing it and you got to diagnose that's all that matters it doesn't matter how many people were there you know as long as it's getting done Everybody has a different way. Everybody's brain works different. You can look outside the box. And that's what's good about our shop is everybody, between my dad having 30-plus years of experience, Robbie having 20-plus years of experience, or 10, 15, everybody just has their way of looking at things. Um, everybody's brain works different when it looks at an engine and knowing how it rolls and the sensors, wiring. It's just one of those things that depending on other people to make sure that your company is going to expand and grow. You just got to have that open mindset of you're not always the best at your craft that other people are around to help you. So don't be scared to ask. Don't be scared to call another technician that lives in Houston or lives in San Antonio. That man may be doing it a whole lot longer and seen other things. You're just don't think that you're better than anybody. So you network to other oh, yeah. diesel mechanics also. Oh yeah, if we can't figure something out, if I've been beating my mastermind, the, yeah, you got to. You have to. You can't just take pride and say, "Oh, if you can't fix it, you're just going to turn that customer away." Why don't you actually try to help that customer? Because that customer is not going to know that who that mechanic is that lives in Houston or Dallas that's the best at their trade. So I much rather call that gentleman and pay him to come out and try to help us. That way, it takes it off the customer. What do y'all say to close-minded business owners who don't want to talk to the competition because they see them as competition? That is really tough. Yeah. Um, heck, um, before we were mentioning earlier in the show here that uh, we were sending a lot of stuff out that was subletted, like our uh, transmissions. We had a gentleman in San Antonio that was rebuilding it before we started to. Um, if you don't network and talk to other companies, it's going to be really hard to... Um, how can I even describe this to better your company, better yourself, better your employees? If you're just closed minded, it's going to be a uh, very difficult. Um, everything that we're trying to do at our shop and one of our long term goals is to get everything that we possibly can for our company locally here. Um, as I mentioned, we now do transmission rebuilds here in Kerrville. We get our parts in Kerrville. We try not to buy from all these other supplies and sources. Me, being from San Antonio, I almost eat out at lunch every day, and I go to all small business restaurants, usually the same ones every two weeks or so. I kind of have a list on Monday, it's this one, Tuesday, it's that, and 
everybody knows us and it's a uh, it's more enjoyable once you uh start talking to other businesses networking that's amazing yep. and your network <laughs> is your net worth this reminds me of a story that's in thinking grow rich uh with henry ford it was a chicago newspaper wrote a story saying that he was an ignorant pacifist and basically didn't deserve to be where he was because he really wasn't smart enough to be where he was in the in the position that he was because he didn't have all the answers to everything so this ended up going to court and there was an attorney that got Henry up on the stand and he was asking him these, these questions just to make Henry look as dumb as possible while he was up there. And then Henry got up on the stand and he asked him a couple questions and Henry answered the questions. And then he said, he got to a question where Henry couldn't answer. And Henry said, you know what? I have myself in a position and I have such, and this is me paraphrasing, but I, I have such a mastermind out there that at my disposal, I have different buttons I can push and I can get the answer to any question that I have within minutes. So why do I need to know all of this knowledge? I don't because the people around me that I've surrounded myself mm. have all the knowledge that I'll ever need. Exactly. And when you guys were talking about that, reaching out to other mechanics, if you have a question or something and building your network that way and your mastermind, essentially that's the same thing as, is what Henry Ford did. Right. You surround yourself by better people surrounding yeah. yourself around other people that are masters at their trade will benefit you in the long run. And should you ever be afraid to reach out to these people? Oh, never, never. Because and then you'll start realizing that those people are going to reach out to you. Exactly. Which happens all the time now. Uh, we have customers, we have other people's shops that call us that live in, you know, Louisiana. We just had a truck get towed from Mississippi from another shop. No way. I got towed in yesterday, an RV <laughs> all the way from Mississippi. And those are, that's dedication. That's our customers that are dedicated to us that would pay that. Yeah. And it's just because you treat them right and you surround yourself by those, the right people, you know? And it's just one of the things that you have to do. You don't have to know all the answers. Nobody knows all the answers. That lawyer that was asking all the questions, he doesn't have all the answers. Right, right. But I guarantee he has a staff that helped him look up all those answers. Yeah. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Beautiful. Was, I mean, <laughs> people always thinking that they're better than others. And I, that's my biggest thing. And that's what it, biggest pet peeve in life. Yeah, that's basically what it was. I didn't even know the story. I had to look, I had to stop the podcast and, and refresh the story. Yeah. But at my fingertips, there was my Google mastermind. Yeah, that was right you had there your to help answer me out. right there. <laughs> Google's my network. Yeah, you can lie. <laughs> yeah, you can Google pretty much anything. All right, John, do you have any more questions? Um, I just want to say I'm um, I'm truly, truly honored to have both y'all on here. Midnight Diesel, First Response, and uh, not just as fellow business owners, but as friends thank y'all for coming I appreciate really. that and we're thankful for being here thanks for having us uh how can people get a hold of you um we're located at 3035 medina highway our office number is 830-895-9931 if you ever have any call questions anything call us we'll try to help you out the best we can it doesn't mean that you have to bring your vehicle to us nothing we'll just try to help you out awesome all right midnight diesel uh, Chris Hall and Robbie Navarrets, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today for the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast, season two, episode eight. And uh, make sure you follow and s subscribe to this podcast, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you're at. 
And then you can also get to it at KerrSBN.com. And when we share out these links, make sure that you also share the links and let's help support small businesses in this area, you know, and get let people get to know the small business owners in this area, who they are and what they're all about and what they do. It's very important, especially for our local economy. So make sure you share this out. And if you heard anything that can help someone, share what you heard with them as well. So, uh, John, you got anything else for us today, brother? Yeah, just like Robbie was saying about networking, how their relationship would not have started because, you know, if it wasn't for networking. And You're that's, right, yeah. That's, that's the big example right here. Yeah. That, that's the goal of KSBN is uh, to, to, to make things happen. I, I hope many businesses start through KSBN. I hope many people help other people through KSBN and break that individual mentality, you know, saying, I can do this on my own. Why not outsource some things to Others. other business owners? For you know, sure. I wasn't trying to start a whole new conversation, but Robbie hit it on the head earlier when he said that, you know, but those are my two cents. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much. That's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of Kerrvel Small Business Network podcast and remember you can find us at kersbn.com